Greetings, listeners. You have found the horror returns. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie or book. And then we go back and find a classic work with similar themes. And we're looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Although we always do our best to avoid spoiling the new release, sometimes it may be necessary to talk about certain details in the course of our conversation. We generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there will often be spoilers when discussing anything that's been out for at least a year. Uh, The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few uh, four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and here with me tonight is Brian. Our co-host, Philip, could not make it this week. So let's start out with a discussion of some of the highlights of what we've checked out this week. Uh, Brian, what are what are some of the uh, the coolest things you've seen this week? Uh, didn't uh, quite check out a lot this week, but uh, I did start a new show, uh, Outcast. Have you heard of the show? Uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, isn't this a uh, Robert Kirkman uh, comic book made into a TV show? And it, I think it's on Cinemax, right? Yes, it is. Um, I was I'm all in after one after the first episode. I was all in. It, it it's it's a fantastic show. It has to do with uh, demon possession and exorcisms. And uh, I j- didn't realize until we were about into the second episode that um, the main uh, the main lead in it uh, he was the kid. You uh, you ever see the movie Almost Famous? Uh, that is actually one of my wife's favorite films of all time. Yeah, the kid that was uh, the reporter. Right. He is actually the lead in this TV show. I'll be damn almost famous. That is the one with the uh, the tiny dancer song that they're singing on the bus, right? Yes. Yeah, my wife loves that movie, man. Are you talking about the kid that was? At, yeah, you said the kid that was actually the reporter for Rolling Stone, right? Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I did not recognize him until they did a they did a flashback scene where he was you know clean shaven and everything. Right. But uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic show. I recommend this. Cool. Um, I like the special effects in it, and um, the acting's great in it, and uh, it kind of, kind of leaves you each episode with questions, and it makes you want to watch the next episode. So I, I highly recommend this. Hey man, that's the most you could ask for in a show, you know? Yes. Yeah, I I saw something about it, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the uh, first episode is was put out on YouTube for free. To uh, kind of get people hooked on it, I believe so. Yeah, I I think that I probably will check this out. I I appreciate you uh, bringing it up because I was kind of on the fence about whether I was going to check it out. But yeah, man, if it's that cool and if it really uh, you know gets you wanting the next episode that that much, I'll I'll definitely take a look. And uh, didn't really check anything out except the movies we'll be talking about. So, uh, what did you check out this week? Well, I actually kind of did an, a a couple of Netflix selections, or I should say, new Netflix selections. Um, there's a TV show that apparently has been on the chiller, uh, 
channel for a while. It's now on Netflix. It's called Slasher. Have you heard about this? Yes. I, um, I've been waiting for someone to talk about this. I, I haven't got a chance to see it, but I just wanted to uh, get someone else's take on it. Should I start it or should I not? Or Well, I'm, I'm one episode in, and um, so far so good. What I didn't like is the very beginning. I, I really loved the uh, the little scene that they had at the beginning. It took place at Halloween, and I think it was like in 1988. And so it was kind of like a flashback scene. And it was, uh, I guess, kind of setting the whole thing up where it, 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 it kind of showed a home invasion and a murder. And it was extremely well filmed, and I loved it. It was kind of like watching like a late 80s to 90s uh, horror movie. Okay. The uh, the intro, I was a little I was a little ticked off because it it almost seemed like the intro was trying to mimic American Horror Story. Uh, they sort of had the same kind of weird cuts and the same uh, music beats that you get in the uh, American Horror Story intro. Okay. And, yeah, that kind of threw me off a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? You guys are making a late '80s, early '90s uh, horror you know horror movie here or TV show based on late '80s. 90s horror movies, they they would have had a great opportunity to kind of, you know, show that style instead. And I think they kind of missed, missed the boat there. But once they got into the show, uh, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, not the TV series Scream, because I haven't seen that, but the, but the original uh, film, the first Scream movie. Okay. And it sort of reminded me of like some of the later Friday the 13th movies a little bit. Um, I mean, I'm definitely intrigued. I'm going to continue watching, no doubt. And they, they did kill someone off in the first episode, so I'm kind of thinking they're going to at least have one murder uh, every episode, which uh, is intriguing to me. Um, and speaking of Scream, it uh, looks like they kind of follow one of their main rules, like everybody is a suspect. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's really, really, really hard to tell who's doing the killing. And uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with it. I, I know there's eight episodes in the first season, so uh, eight episodes I think I can handle. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to check it out. You said it's on Netflix? It is on Netflix now, uh, the okay. first season. Um, the other thing that I checked out on Netflix is an animated film, and it's an anthology of Edgar Allan Poe stories. It is called uh, uh, Extraordinary Tales. Oh, okay. And the uh, I, I was actually a little bit nonplussed with it, to tell you the truth. I'm I'm kind of a, a Poe fan, um, and I do like his stories. There were some really good voice talents in it. Uh, Christopher Lee did the voice on one of the stories. Uh, Julian Sands from Warlock uh, did the voice on one of the stories. Um, there was an extremely old recording of Boris Karloff. And they kind of set, I guess, a new animated film to his original recording. Um, but what really, what I really enjoyed the most was the final uh, story, which was the Mask of the Red Death. And what I thought was so cool about that one is no one really told the Poe story, and yet they showed, they illustrated the story out on uh, in uh, animated style, so you could actually watch the story unfold. But there were no words in it. And the way they did it and the animation was really cool. So, you know, I would say the first, uh, there's five stories total. The first four, yeah, not so great. But the final one was really cool. Okay. Do, so do you recommend people check this, uh, check this out? You know what? I would say considering that it is on Netflix, if you have a su uh, subscription anyway, absolutely check it out. 
Okay. Why not, you know? Uh, and now, as with every show, it's time to take a little trip to the trailer park. We take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what's our first new trailer to talk about this week? First one we're going to talk about is Rob Zombie's 31. Oh, yeah. Um, off of our previous, we've had a previous discussion on how I feel about Rob Zombie. Um, I'm not sure about this one. He uh, he makes very, very good trailers for his movies. I always, after watching the trailer, I always want to check his movies out, and then I'm left a little disappointed after I do. <laughs> okay. But I like the whole aspect of these people are basically fighting for their lives in this game right. to the death. That That intrigues me. But, um... Uh, I don't know. It, it's Rob Zombie. Uh, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of his movies. Mm -hmm. And of course, as we've seen in the trailer, his wife is in his movie again. The, how, how did you feel about this one? Well, you know what? Not only is she in the in the trailer, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, she's actually the star of the film, right? I, uh, I didn't get that, but <laughs> now, now, now that you mentioned, she right? was in quite quite a few scenes in the trailer so well i'll tell you what she does seem to be out of character because typically in his films she is a uh, an, an antagonist or at the very least if not a full-on villain she's at least somebody who is kind of on the evil side of things yeah um yeah this one seemed like the opposite it seemed like she was actually kind of the uh hero in this one or the the one trying to survive yeah it, now that you're mentioning it yeah um uh... But it does it like I said it does intrigue me the whole uh what is the game the game of uh, 31 Yeah it's 31 and I know there was if I'm not mistaken there was a lawsuit filed by someone at Marvel Comics um because I remember in the I think it was in in the uh X-Men comics they had a uh, a villain named Arcade Okay and he basically set up an area called Murder World and he was making the uh, mute. He would kidnap the mutants and make them survive through Murder World, which was kind of like a, um, you know, basically kind of like a fun house that can kill you. Okay. And my understanding is that uh, this movie was considered to be way too close to that theme, and there was a lawsuit. And I think that's part of what held up the production on this one. Yeah, because um, isn't the the place in the movie called Murder World? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. And obviously, he finally got the okay to release it, so they must have come to uh, some kind of an agreement. But, um, dude, I'm a, I'm I'm an I'm definitely a Rob Zombie zombie. Um, everything he's done, I've enjoyed. As a matter of fact, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, for whatever reason, when it came out at the time, it was actually my favorite. Uh, looking back, it was my favorite movie of that year that came out of uh, of all of all movies. Um, I, you know, I know a lot of people say that it, it, it's just kind of a ripoff of, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that a lot of the, um, the characters are exactly the same. The predicaments are the same. Um, I don't know, man, but for some reason that movie really touched me and I enjoyed yeah, it quite I, a bit. I, lo I love that one. And, uh, I love the follow-up to it. Uh, Devil's Rejects. Oh yeah. Me too, man. Me it's too. It's just everything since then I have not liked, well, I actually liked his uh, Halloween reimaginings quite a bit. I, I'll give you the first one. The second one was a little confusing to me. 
Well, the thing that I liked about it was he did not try to just kind of do a beat a beat for beat remake of Halloween or Halloween yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, in you know, in my opinion, he tried to do something completely different by actually going back and doing the flashbacks and showing uh, Michael Myers as a kid and stuff like that. I, I, I actually kind of enjoyed that. I thought it brought something to the mythology. So you know, a lot of a lot of the movies that he does, people are hard on, but I, I'm a Rob Zombie fan. I mean, bottom line, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, I will absolutely, positively go see it in the theater, if it, unless it's direct to video. And if it's direct to video, I'll I'll definitely rent it when it first comes out. But um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm stoked, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a try. Like I said, uh, a lot of a lot of the trailers for his movies makes you go want to go see it. It's just the movie itself. Me, that's how I feel personally. But I'm gonna check it out too. So do you think any of that has to do with the fact that he is um, a musician and, and really into these, uh, you know, music videos? It's kind of like, you know, get you in, get you out type thing. And, and trailers are kind of like that. Do you think that has something to do with it? Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited, dude. I'm a Rob Zombie fan from uh, from 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 the beginning, for sure. Yeah, I'm just, hopefully this this will be more House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects than Lords of Salem. Well, that's that's, that's how that's what I'm hoping for. Understood. I mean, it remains to be seen, but uh, you know, we'll we'll just have to let it play out. This, uh, an- another concern that I've got is um and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the the lawsuit and everything, but this is uh yet another one of those movies and it seems like everything we've talked about in the last two week two or three weeks has been in this same boat. Um, but, y- y- you know, Brian, it's yet another film that has taken a year or two from start to finish to finally get it to the theater. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that's going to have me concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, what, el- what else are we going to talk about trailer-wise, man? Okay, we're going to talk about A House on Pine Street. Not sure what to think of this one. I totally agree with you. This... Um, from what I'm hearing, this is getting a lot of buzz. Why? Not, not, not. Yeah, I was just about to say, not quite sure. I don't know why. It looks like another haunted house, ghost slamming doors kind of movie. I'm. I don't know. Nothing in the trailer really made me want to go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I don't know, man. It seems like. Uh, it, I mean, that's the flavor of the day, right? hauntings yeah. and and paranormal things of that nature right yeah even even some of the stuff in the the trailer with the the door slamming even my wife was my wife doesn't even watch these kind of movies and she was like well you know that was kind of weak that's not scary so how do you think the fact that she's pregnant plays into this whole thing cuz that's they make it brutally obvious that she's pregnant you know i don't <sighs> from the movie i don't i don't know it, it just might be coincidence that she's pregnant i don't know the trailer didn't really give you much to to go on yeah i nothing about this catches my attention man i i gotta be honest with you until i know more about it or what the heck is actually going on uh i'm not gonna get real excited about this one yeah i'm i'm gonna have to 100 percent agree with you on this one I'm gonna have to uh Gonna have to hear more about this, and but for right now, it's a it's a pass for me. 
So do you know anything about it? Like who's in it or um is there is there anyone that's uh you know that that's famous here or is is the director known for anything? I mean, you know. Uh nothing's really stand, stood out. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as I know, this is an independent movie. Right? I I could be wrong on that one. But I've I've really heard nothing about who who's in it or Well, I guess we'll just uh reserve judgment until we get a chance. Uh Brian, what's in the news today? Okay, the first thing we're going to talk about is something to do with uh, one of the one of our podcast's uh, favorite movies, The Conjuring Two. Oh, okay. Is getting, the right. Conjuring is getting another spinoff movie. Well, that didn't take very long. No, this one is going to be based off The Nun. I heard something about this, and whenever I hear this kind of news, it makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, is it because of Annabelle or spinoff well, movies in particular? You know what? It's that and also the fact that um, it is possible to milk a cow too much. Yeah, I agree. But I, I, but I think um, as far as anything, this, this uh, seems like a way better idea than Annabelle. You think so? Yeah, because you, you, you never really got a kind of backstory on the nun. Is uh, I'm kind of I'm a little interested to uh, see uh, how the progression was to the nun to where she, basically she was like a demon nun in the movie. So I'm I'm it's I'm curious. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think that there was a line in The Conjuring Two where where he was referring to uh, going back uh, his raising in Catholic schools, uh, but. Uh, am I to, am I to understand that they were uh, both raised in the Catholic school system? I think so. All right, so it may have something to do with that, then, huh? It may be. Hmm. But um, it could be. You know, might be just another cash grab. These uh, spinoff movies. That's my only concern, man. Yeah, because we are getting a Annabelle two next year. Ah, you're kidding. Nope, no sir. Wow. And uh doing 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 some research, I, I did not know the first Annabelle made that much money. It it made like something like between like two to three hundred million. Well, can't blame him for remaking that. Yeah. So but like I said, I, I'm I'm interested in this. I'm more interested in I've still still haven't seen Annabelle. Mm-hmm. I might it it could be a possibility I see the nun before I see Annabelle, the first one. So, mm-hmm. it's it's got my interest definitely. Yeah. All right, we'll just see what happens. I mean, after the Conjuring two, he's definitely bought himself a little bit of wiggle room. It, is uh is is one supposed to direct it, or do you know? As far as I know, he's probably going to produce. Right, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah, because they are they are already talking about a Conjuring three. Sure, sure. And the possibilities. Uh, the rumor I heard thrown out there for The Conjuring 3 is uh, something to do with werewolves. Oh, come on. Yeah, they, they the Warrens do have a case that has something to do with werewolves. So oh, shit. Okay, yeah. so you're going to have that coming out, and the same year you're probably going to have Swearwolves coming out, right? Which is the, uh, the, fo- the follow-up to what we do in The Shadows. <laughs> I did not hear about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's the next one, man. You remember the Swearwolves, the or the yeah. uh, werewolf group that was in that movie? 
Yes. Yeah, they, they, they've got their own spinoff coming up, my friend. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm a lot more excited about that one. <laughs> yes, definitely. If anybody out there has not checked that movie out, they need to go check that movie out. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, well uh, what, what else is coming up? Okay. Um, some, even some more uh, Friday the 13th news. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, the writers have recently came out because a lot of people were not really feeling this whole origin. <laughs> Jason's daddy and all that, huh? Yeah, they're 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 <laughs> what saying a, what a surprise. They're saying it's not really an origin story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but talk it, about backtracking, huh? Yeah, they said origin ish, so it's not going. The movie is not going to be a complete <laughs> <Okay>. origin story. <laughs> okay, please elaborate, Brian. Uh, they said it's going to be more of like an alternate timeline for Jason. Oh, no. <laughs> they said. Uh, from what I read, we're going to get to Jason that we all know and love. Right, right. But we're going to get more of, of his mother, Pamela. So so is this going to be an Earth 2 Jason or what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, every, every week it seems something new comes out about this, wow. uh, this next one. And every now and then there's a, a new little tidbit that, that kind of intrigues me, but then they mm-hmm. come with something with the, we're going to introduce his father and all this. And it just kind of, it, it throws me off. I just, I actually kind of enjoyed the, the, the remake. Right. And I kind of wish the next one was just, just build off of that one. Just do another one, you know? Well, yeah, the re the remake wasn't terrible. I think it was yeah. kind of funny that Jason was a pot dealer. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of felt like they should have just went there and just you know built off of that. You and know, it's plenty to build off, right? Yeah, it it kind of it kind of re reintroduced you know Jason to the younger audience. Sure, but now apparently we need to reintroduce him again. With I I don't care what they're saying; it still sounds like an origin story. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I don't know. The Friday the Thirteenth is one of my favorite franchises, and I, I just I don't understand why they have to. We we don't need an origin story. We know what happened to Jason, you know. So I don't know. This is this kind of makes me a little upset. So yeah, you know what, man? I mean, frankly, I'm 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 kind of wondering if they even know what they're gonna do, Brian, or if they're just playing this by the seat of their pants. Yeah, I mean, let's you know, let's really think about it. The the last one came out in what, two thousand nine. Um, was it that long ago? Yeah. So okay. What what is what is the really the problem? What it really takes that long to make another one? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah. But I can say, um, I don't know if you've seen online the uh, the gameplay footage for the video game looks amazing. Oh, so. I've heard a lot of good things about the game. I'm not a gamer, are you? Yes, uh, a little bit. Trying okay. to get back in there, it's just, you know, with, with kids and, and work, you know, it's kind of hard to find time to play games. Sure. But I uh, they had re- released a trailer for the game, and then uh, shortly after that, they re- released uh, five minutes of uh, game footage. All right. And, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and pre-order my copy. Cool. The game should be out around October, and you can play as Jason, or you can play as one of the, the campers, the teenagers. Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. So, so you- there, there, 
there is a bright spot out of all this Friday the 13th news. And I would say it's the game, not what they're telling us what the next movie is going to be. So, All right. I got you. So are you a, uh, a PlayStation guy or a Microsoft guy? Uh, Microsoft, I got. I, I would like to own a PlayStation, but mm-hmm. but you know you gotta with what things cost these days, you gotta pick one or the other. So oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and especially with all the uh, all the money we spend going out going out and seeing these movies, huh? Yeah, it's uh actually it's a lot cheaper than buying these games. It's like no sixty bucks a pop for a game. Oh, so. oh yeah, from what and and you know what that's. I'll tell you what I got. Out, there's two things I got out of. I got out of gaming for that very reason, and I definitely got out of comic book collecting um, because it got to the point where I was a. I, for example, I was a, a big uh, X Men reader. Yes. And Brian, it got to the point where if you wanted to follow up with what was going on in that world, you had to get X Men Red, X Men Blue, X Factor, X Force, X Caliber. X this, X that. You know, by the, by the time by the time it was all said and done, I was spending about fifty or sixty bucks a week on uh, comics. Yeah, I, I, I'm a comic collector too, so I totally agree. I've, I've gotten to the point where I'll I'll buy the first issue of something, right? Read it. If I like it, then I'll wait for the uh, the trade to come out, right? And because it, it's like with the new uh, Civil War two. Comic that came out, um, you would have to not just buy the Civil War book itself. You would have to buy the Spider Man, the Captain Marvel. You know, just all these different sto- uh, comics just to get you know the whole story. And you know sure. that that's sure. that's a lot of money. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what pretty much turned me off of that. But I, I still do collect every time, every now and then. But. Uh, I agree. It's it's uh it can get expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have any uh more news stories to talk about? Uh, one more news topic. Um, I think we had uh, previously uh, talked about the Predator movie. Oh yes. And how it was going to star Arnold, returning Arnold. I as was Dutch. hoping. I was hoping that it would. Uh, recent uh. Comments came out from Shane Black that the uh, uh, he will, as far as they know, he will be in the movie, but he is not going to be the main character. Okay, not not a surprise, not a surprise at all. There. Yeah, I, I kind of see that given his age, and you probably want to get somebody younger in there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, at some point, it's uh, it's time to pass the crown on to a, to to somebody else, right? Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm really excited about this movie with Shane Black uh, writing it, and they're making it a, a direct sequel to the first one. Cool. So I'm I'm interested. I'm I can't wait. I love the Predator. So you're basically telling me that we probably cannot expect to see Adrian Brody in this one. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> did did they ever get off that planet? I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a good question. But but the the thing I was wondering if this is a direct sequel to the right. first one is is the other, is all the other ones kind of retconned out or Oh man, that's the problem. That's what you yeah. get into and that that's the problem they're in with the X-Men movies now. So, I I don't know, man. I mean, it it yeah. uh, let me put it to you this way. If Shane Black is directing it and Arnold at least have has some kind of a a role in it, I'm in. 
Totally, yes. Yeah, I'm going to at least check it out. But uh, other than that, um, that is uh, all the news we have. Cool. And now on to tonight's featured attractions. We start with a review and discussion of Clown, produced by Eli Roth. And then we move on to another creepy clown movie, 1988's Chiodo Brothers cult classic, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So since we're going to be talking about Clown first, uh, let's go into some trivia. Uh, Clown was directed by John Watts. Uh, He's also known for Cop Car and the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming. The writers were John Watts with Christopher Ford. Uh, Christopher Ford was known for writing Robot and Frank and also Cop Car. He also wrote a made-for-TV movie called Eugene. This was starring Eugene Merman. Have you heard of him? No. Well, he's a regular guest host on Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, Star Talk podcast. And he was also part of uh, Flight of the Concords, if you've ever seen that. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. Clown was released in limited theaters and video on demand on June 17, 2016. This was uh, three and a half years after shooting in winter 2012. Now, that is normally the kiss of death. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how our reviews go. But the fact that it was uh, filmed in 2012 and finally released in 2016 is definitely worth noting. This uh, this film was actually based on a 2010 fake trailer. Uh, Watts and Ford dropped the trailer on YouTube, falsely claiming it to be a, it to be for an upcoming Eli Roth directed film as a joke. <laughs> So, so, so these two guys made a fake trailer, um, you know, kind of like uh, the fake trailer from Machete, for example. Yes. And at the end of the trailer, it said, uh, from the mind of Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, apparently Eli Roth got the joke, and he reached out to the duo to create an actual full-length film, which he would go on to produce. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's how you get an Eli Roth movie. That is how you get an Eli Roth movie. Okay. And I want to know, Brian, what you thought of this Eli Roth movie. I, by the time the movie was over, I felt a little underwhelmed. Okay. Um, it, for, uh, as far as the clown the explanation, the mythology of the, the suit. I really like that. I really dug that. I, I agree. I agree. I really enjoyed that, talking about the fact that it started out as a demon uh, or some kind of an entity called a cloin from going yes. way back. And it uh, it kind of helped explain what a modern-day clown is, which which I, yeah, I, it, I thought that was really neat, too. And uh, give me uh, – I'm not – you know, we're not going to go into spoilers, maybe, you know, slightly, but uh, – didn't the suit kind of actually look like it maybe kind of look like scale, kind of scaly skin, kind of? I don't know. It, it, I just, when the reveal of the um, the origin of the co- uh, the costume, it just kind of came off that way. Like it, it didn't just look like a regular suit after that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I got I got that, too, for sure. He, he did a pretty good job of presenting that. But, I mean, uh, the acting was fine, but I don't know. It just kind of... Maybe it was a little overhyped for me. You think uh, so? Yeah. Ever since I heard about this movie, I've been I've been wanting to see it. 
So it, it just it left me a little underwhelmed. How about you? Okay. <laughs> underwhelmed. Okay, that that's a good way to put it. Um, Brian, I was actually heartbroken. Oh. <laughs> I was actually heartbroken, and let me tell you why. This uh, this director, John Watts. Uh, the movie that he uh, that and I'm sure he made this movie quite a bit after Clown, so I'm sure he was really getting his feet wet when he was doing this one. Uh, particularly considering it was based on a short that he did a couple of years prior to that. But uh, Cop Car was actually one of my favorite films of last year. It really was, man. And 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 Kevin Bacon was phenomenal in it. The kids were just amazing. And the writing of it and the, the, the way they were able to balance comedy and dread and terror, I just found it to be one of, the, one of my favorite movies last year. So when I heard that this particular director had already been tagged to direct Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, which I guess will be coming out next year, I thought, okay, this movie is going to be fucking phenomenal. I was really looking forward to Clown, dude. Um, and and I love body I love body horror. I'm a yes. huge uh, David Cronenberg fan. Yes, absolutely. And I am absolutely fucking fearful of clowns. I hate them. I fucking hate clowns, Brian. Dude, I thought this movie was just an absolutely hit me. I, I thought I was going to get a gut punch, mm-hmm. and I was going to just enjoy it every step of the way and be incredibly scared. It just didn't do it for me, man. Did not yeah. do it for me. I was heartbroken. I was expecting such a great film, and what I got was like an hour and a half of of, of shit. Quite frankly, yeah. I mean, to, you know, to be honest, the movie was kind of boring. You hit the nail right on the head. Boring is a great word for it, and it's so disappointing because you know we both were really looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, but I mean, there are some good points, you know, like I said, the, the whole mythology that they created around this suit, but it just kind of fell flat. I mean, the whole, oh, I'm tr- really trying not to spoil this movie, but a, a few of the death scenes in here, I kind of felt like were cutaways kind Absolutely. of, you know, that you oh, really yeah. didn't get anything. And I, I just, I wanted this movie to just, just be violent and twisted and mm-hmm. just, but it wasn't. Well, I'm going to say something that's, that might be a little bit controversial. But when you look back at this movie and when you look back at the setup and the fact that he was going after these children, the fact that he was like, for example, there was a scene where he was hiding out in a bathroom waiting yes. for kids to show up. Is it just me or did this look like some kind of a really, you know, kind of a weird uh, almost like a child molestation fable. Yeah, it, 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 there was times when it kind of, the whole, um, uh, again, I feel like we're getting into spoilers, but the whole uh, scene in the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the children's uh, little play arcade area. I don't even know what oh, you yeah, call like it. Yeah, like the Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that, that was, you know, that was a little creepy. Very creepy, dude. Very I mean, creepy. it might it might be the most creepiest part of this movie, the whole uh, that whole aspect, actually. Right. So there was something creepy about this movie. 
Yeah, I mean, that kind of turned me off. And the the fact that they didn't really show too much gore, like you said, every time they were going to show a good kill, they sort of backed off from it, you know? Yeah, you and you, you just kind of got the aftermath of what happened. Yeah, the aftermath. And it's like and, this movie didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, and it's like you get the aftermath and you kind of see what, what happened to you know, to somebody and then you're just like, wow, that looked like it might have been brutal. Right. Why couldn't we have seen it, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I like I, I was disappointed. I mean, there were a, there were a couple of kind of good effects. Um, like if if you've noticed, uh, he, he had like rainbow colored phlegm. Yes. And and there were some parts where body fluids came out of him, and they were rainbow colored at certain points in the movie, and that that was kind of a neat a, a neat little uh, touch. I thought, you know, considering yeah, I, clown. I really I really dug uh, his transformation. Yeah, the, the transformation was was a trip, dude. There was, I mean, there were some things I didn't notice was going on until like his wife pointed out. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, yeah, I didn't notice that. That that just kind of changed. What did you think about uh, Peter Stormare? Uh, I'm a little biased on on Peter Stormare because I think I, am too, man. I think I think he's awesome in everything. I love him. I think he was actually one of the few saving graces of this sh- of this movie. Yes, absolutely. Is he? I don't like I said I don't know if it's just I just really like him but I just feel like whenever he pops up in a, the movie could be terrible and then he'll pop up and it gets a little bit better. Yeah, I agree, man. And it, 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 did you notice that um no matter what his it it seemed like his wife never gave up on him? Yeah. Yeah, I will she was there by his side up and up until <laughs> up until, so. huh? Yeah, even even right before then, because <laughs> right. I, it, uh, you kind of felt like the sun maybe uh, the sun gave up. Sure, sure. But even then, she was still kind of, you know, with him to that point. Yeah, to me, I mean, the the one thing I kind of appreciated it, it about it, it, it does seem like it was kind of an analogy to someone who has a weird fetish or a really weird addiction. Which in this case, I think was probably you know pretty obviously child molestation. I mean, yeah. I hate to say that, but it it really seems like from the scenes and the way they played him out, they were really trying to make it look like this guy, you know, he had some molestation problems, but his wife stayed with him, you know, through the whole thing, you know. Yeah, and just to bring up another scene in the movie, did did you ever? There was a lot of animosity between the the father in law. Mm-hmm. But they never explained why. Yeah, they didn't go into any detail. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of seemed like it kind of seemed like the friends didn't like him either. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that was a little underwhelming too. It just seemed like didn't did nobody like this guy or well, I don't know. It just kind of wasn't explained really. They they could have done a lot more with that, huh? Yeah, because it just really seemed like the 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 wife's father just really hated this guy. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, man, this 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 movie was, um, in in one word for me, underwhelming. Um, I was very disappointed. This this director has a lot of potential. Not really sure why this wasn't that great, and I don't know if it had to do with the fact that it was because it was his his first attempt, or maybe they were just trying to rush it out there or whatever, but. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I I expected a lot more out of this movie, especially having seen Cop Car. 
Yeah. No. Okay. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see Cop Car. Right. Uh, after watching this and previously watching Cop Car, are are you okay with him doing Spider Man, or, or does it have you a little bit worried? Not quite as happy anymore, dude. I, I, here's what I liked about Cop Car. Cop Car focused on two boys. Cop Car was like kind of like a boy's tale, you know, like the story of, of, of two preteens that got in way over their head. Uh, Kevin Bacon was uh, an absolutely integral part of that movie. He was he was he was one of the most believable and hateable villains that I've seen in a long time. Okay. Oh. He's the bacon. He's the bacon. bacon. Yeah, much better than he was in the darkness, okay? Oh, <laughs> I think we'll agree on that. But yeah. here's the deal. A- having seen that movie, I know what this director is capable of getting out of his performers. And that movie was all about the performances because it was also an extremely low-budget movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think I still have faith, but I really wish I hadn't. I hate to say it, but I wish I hadn't seen this movie, man. I'm kind of right there with wish you. Wish I hadn't it, seen that's, this movie. That that's how disappointing I was. I was expecting so much more, dude. Yeah, you uh, you ready to do the ratings on this? Absolutely, one? absolutely. I'll start. Okay. All right. So on clown, I'm going to give this a three out of ten, and I'm not going to say any more about it. Um. Just because I don't want to give it a rating lower than the darkness, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Shit, I, I there there was like I said, I really dug on the mythology. I wish there was more of it. They there there was some good points in this movie. It's just they didn't give you enough. Mm-hmm. So there 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 was there was a decent movie in here, but it wasn't as bad as the darkness. So. There was a decent movie in here somewhere, huh? Somewhere. I don't know. Maybe maybe I will give it another watch. Maybe maybe I'll I'll watch it and I'll find something in there somewhere. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Brian, if you give this one another watch, enjoy. <laughs> and uh let me know let me know what you thought. I sure will. All right. So, uh I think at this point we can move on to our next uh our next movie. So, I give it a three. You give it a five. <clears throat> Obviously, you liked it a lot better than I did. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, interested to hear what Philip thought about it too. Tell you what, why don't we move from a uh, new film that took three years to come out, or actually four years, right? Three and a half years. Yeah, pretty uh, close to a what some people would consider cult classic, and that would be. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen this one before, right, my friend? Oh, I've seen this <laughs> quite a few times. All right. Well, Killer Clowns was directed by Stephen Chiodo. Writers Stephen Chiodo with brother Charles Chiodo. Um, in case you couldn't tell from watching this movie, the uh, Chiodo brothers are primarily famous for their puppeteering. So they have done puppeteering in such films as Adventures in Wonderland, the classic Good Burger. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. <laughs> and do you remember Team America World Police? Oh, you can never forget that movie. <laughs> okay. So well, let's go into trivia. <clears throat> to, uh, to pay tribute to Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, 
the uh, the famous bloody shower drain shot is mimicked with a toilet bowl swirl. Uh, do you remember seeing seeing the toilet bowl swirl in this movie? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, the actor John Vernon, who plays Officer Mooney, also had a part in "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker." <laughs> One of my favorite films of all time, by the way. <laughs> and it, and he was in that one at the very end of the movie as Mr. Big. <laughs> he also played the Dean in Animal House. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Debbie and Mike are in the pink cocoon room of the circus, Mike yells out, Joe Lombardo! <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> This is definitely a so bad it's good movie. Uh, however, Joe Lombardo doesn't die until at least four scenes later in the movie when a killer clown edges him off the road over a cliff. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I love this movie, dude. Uh, the, fi- the film has a rabbit uh, cult fan base. Though not a hit when it was first in theaters... The film has since become a cult classic and made revenue in action figures, DVDs, and T-shirts. There are interesting similarities between The Blob, a 1958 movie, and this one. Both have a a first victim who is an old geezer living in a cabin who has a dog. Do you remember the original uh, The Blob? I've seen it once before. I'm more familiar with the the remake. Yeah, the, the original had Steve McQueen in it as the hero. Yes. Um, both movies have a decent cop named Dave who does not believe the young people and a crabby older cop who seems to have a grudge against young people. Um, horrorcore rap group The Insane Clown Posse often sample quotes from this film and their music, most notably on their The Wraith Shangri-La album. Uh, so, you know, here we, here we go. Killer Clown. <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, like I said, one of my favorite uh, B-movies, one of my favorite low-budget schlock films of all time. Um, you know you know what, Brian? Every time I go back and watch this movie, I have more fun than I did the time before. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and knowing, knowing that these guys were puppeteers, how many instances in this film can you think of that they used uh, puppets or puppeteering? Oh, throughout the movie, it seemed like. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, So what are are some of your original thoughts about this? Is is this one you've seen before, or was this your first time to watch it? Uh, I've seen this movie many times throughout my life. And uh, like you said, every time you watch it, it it gets fun. Right. I mean, the... The design of the clowns is just creepy, but goofy at the same time. Sure. The the weapons are amazing. <laughs> the cotton candy gun, the with the you know turns people into cotton candy cocoons. The popcorn right. gun. Uh, the pies, whatever the whatever's in the pies is crazy. <laughs> but this movie is is. And, uh, you know, I didn't really realize it until just watching it recently. The people in this town are stupid. No shit. I, it's, uh, I, I am not sticking around for any clowns that look like that to see them do any kind of tricks or anything. I was just <laughs> like, it's like one dumb person after another. Right. This is a movie, uh, 
I you can keep visit, revisiting it, and you know it. It for me personally, it it gets better every time. It's I didn't with clown. I felt bored with this one. I never feel bored watching it. You you know what? Everything about this, from the cheesy uh, uh, synthesizer heavy '80s music soundtrack, yeah, to the to the uh, amazingly weird and surrealistic and quite frankly acid trippy set design Mm -hmm. everything about this movie i love have you ever heard of a 1980 film called forbidden zone i've heard of it yes okay this movie was directed by richard elfman he he's the brother of a particular uh musician i'm sure you've heard of named danny elfman yes who's done hundreds of movie scores he did the original Batman. He did Beetlejuice. Uh, he did. He actually did the score for the uh, Desperate Housewives TV show. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Danny Elfman. Who, he was in a band called Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. <laughs> they, okay. They were pretty big in the eighties. Uh, his brother Richard Elfman directed a film which was uh, incredibly bizarre, and it came out in nineteen eighty. It was called The Forbidden Zone. It was actually filmed all in black and white. It had a lot of extremely weird musical numbers, but the set design was almost identical to the Killer Clowns set design, except Killer Clowns was filmed in color and this was in black and white. But you kind of get the same feeling that you're on a really, really weird acid trip the whole time that you're watching it. And this, this, upon rewatching Killer Clowns, it reminded me so much of this movie. I could, I, I, I could see that now that you're saying it. And how funny is it that the movie started with a scene at a uh, restaurant called Big Top Burgers? <laughs> <laughs> and then the fir- the first thing you know, you know, like we were talking about in the trivia, you've got the old man with the dog named Pooh, and the old man finds, uh, you know, he's he sees the uh, falling star and goes out to investigate. Uh, the next thing you know, you cut to town and you've got this asshole officer Mooney. Gosh, wants- he was just so he was so grouchy. This guy just hated everything. <laughs> oh, hey, all he wanted to do with was was fuck with anybody who had who was more smart than him or who had a chance to succeed more than him. And he I was, was always he was always bitching about these rich kids, these college kids, these you know these lucky high born kids, you know. Yeah, and who was the superior officer? I was a little that bit was confused. hard to tell. Yeah, because the other one was talking about, you know, I'll have your badge. Yeah, you're talking about Dave. Yeah, I'm like, who's the superior officer here? I was was a little confused. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, but that's in my notes. Uh, He he was an asshole. He just, he hated everything. He was just Mm -hmm. grouchy. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he he, he was definitely a bit of an asshole for sure. But yeah, this, this movie, you know, even down to the names, did you, did you realize what Mike's last name was? I, uh, Hunt, by any chance? Uh, in the movie, his name was Mike Tobacco. Ah, okay. I, 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 I thought you were going to tell me it was Mike Hunt. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. There, and there was a, like I said, when you, when you rewatch this movie, you just notice thing. How long was Debbie in the bathroom? For this movie, uh, you talking about the scene where she was attacked by the the clown snakes or whatever they were? Yeah, it seemed like she was in the in the movie for a good like thirty minutes of this movie, right? 
Yeah, she she uh, she definitely enjoyed taking her hot baths, didn't she? Yes, she did. I thought that was kind of odd. And I don't know if you recognize her. She was. Uh, you ever see a movie called uh, Weird Science? Uh, I love Weird Science. Yeah, she was one of the girls that the boys was uh, had a crush on. Okay. Yeah, I, di- I didn't recognize her at first, but uh, doing a little bit of research, so she has been in other movies. Well, she was definitely she was definitely hot, man, by eighty standards, especially. Absolutely. Yeah, so you were talking about the uh, the different types of uh, weapons that they employed, uh, the popcorn gun, the acid pies. Um, what what were some of the other things that they used? Um, let's see, uh, the shadow puppet, <laughs> <laughs> the shadow puppets. Like and like I said, stupid people. Uh huh. These amazing shadow puppets from this crazy looking clown and you're standing there cheering and then he creates a shadow puppet dinosaur which swallows him up whole <laughs> kind of like a peewee herman thing huh yes and uh, i don't i think you'll agree with me these uh these clowns can jump pretty high <laughs> <laughs> hey i don't i don't mean to read too much into this movie or try to get too intellectual about it but the popcorn kernels were they alive uh, they, I guess, yeah. So I don't. Are, are those people dead? The the ones that uh that got swallowed up by the the shadow puppet. I don't know. He, he did put That's them in a I bag. Of pop- yeah, he did put them in a bag of popcorn. So I, right. they they might be dead. So right. <laughs> I I just thought it was kind of weird because I I know that when they shot the the people with the popcorn gun, the popcorn left kind of a, a breadcrumb trail where they went so that the clowns could find him later. Yeah. But I also noticed that uh, at one point the clown was picking up popcorn out of his little satchel bag, and he put it in a dumpster. And if you'll recall, a guy came out from behind the Big Top Burger, and he was throwing trash away, and he heard a sound inside the dumpster. And so he opens it like a fucking idiot. Like you say, the people in the town are absolute idiots. And he leans down into the dumpster... And lo and behold, something pulls him in. I mean, did the popcorn turn into bigger clowns or demons or something? Or I mean, what the fuck was going on there? It's quite possible. That's why I, I always wanted a sequel to this movie. Well, what about the snake? The snake clowns in the bathroom. You were talking about the, uh, you know, the fine ass chick that was taking a bath. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the next thing you know, you know, these popcorn kernels were laying on the floor everywhere in the bathroom. And then next thing you know, she's got like these clowns that are like snakes with clown heads on them attacking her. Were yeah, those that, the that. kernels? Yes, those were. Okay. So they did uh, metamorphose into like some kind of a, a, a weird clown-snake hybrid or something, huh? Yes. Interesting. How did you feel about, uh, as, as he's commonly referred to as uh, Clownzilla at the mm-hmm. end... Yeah, that was also a puppet. Uh, done very well. Very done well. Very well. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the puppeteering theme from start to finish in this thing, huh? It was excellent. Yeah, it, it was really cool, man. Now, do you remember the, 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 <laughs> the scene when you had the, uh, the, the stereotypical 1980s biker gang? And they were yes. all they were all hanging around, <laughs> yeah they were all hanging around the uh, the poor little clown that was riding his bicycle, yes. uh, and, and and I could have sworn 
that that main bully was Richard Keel. You know who that is? No. Uh, do you remember the James Bond movies, the villain Jaws? Yes. Okay, Richard Keel was the actor who played Jaws. I had okay. to look back in the in the credits. I could have sworn that was Richard Keel. I thought he looked just like him. Uh, the one that got his block knocked off? Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? <laughs> and I'll be damned if he didn't have his block literally fucking knocked off, huh? Yes. But did did you did you also think he looked like Jaws quite a bit? And now that you're saying something, yes, he lo- he did. Um, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good scene, man. But uh, yeah, this this movie is great. It's you know what? Fun. You know what? Also talking about not not to be the dead horse, Brian, but going back to the fact that the uh, writers and directors uh, were puppeteers. Yeah. Going back to the puppeting factor, uh, they also used Officer Mooney as a puppet, remember? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, do you, uh, like, like, like I had mentioned earlier, how I wanted a sequel, do you, do you think a sequel would actually work nowadays? Um, I think a sequel would absolutely work. Do you think that Killer Clowns worked because it was made? At the time it was made, do you or do you think that a movie like that could work if it was made today? I think that if it were done well, and if it were done the way the Chiodo brothers did it, it would work if it were made in the 1950s. It would work if it was made in the 1980s. And it would absolutely, positively work if it was made today. Okay. Cause absolutely. The- there are rumors that, because there was rumors of a sequel, but now I'm hearing something about a TV show. What? Yes, I don't know if those if those were just rumors or because I think they've been they've been working on something for a while. Brian, a killer clowns episodic TV show. It sounds like my new favorite show. You know what? This concept was custom made for a 13 episode TV show. Yes. This would be fucking phenomenal. I'm on board. Me too. Who can we call to get this done? Uh, I don't know. Do we make a fake trailer for one and say it's produced by Eli Roth? You or? know what? You may be onto something, my friend. I think <laughs> The Horror Returns needs to step out right now. We need to ask all of our listeners to step up to the plate. If you have any acting ability, hell, if you have no acting ability... If you know how to write a script, fuck. If you don't know how to write a script, if you wish you knew how to write a script, if you have a sense of humor, if you're willing to sit with us and drink a beer and smoke a joint with us, let's do this, guys. I if think you just THR, want to be in a movie. THR needs to create a Killer Clowns TV show if it's yes. not in the works. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Dude, I'm 100% on board. If th- This actually, I think, would be a better TV show than movie. And I love the movie. Now, do you, do you see this being on TV, or do you see this being like a, like a Netflix? I could see it on AMC. Okay. Absolutely. You, you know what? I, I am not embarrassed watching this movie with my granddaughters. That are five oh, and ten, or actually now six and eleven years old. I think this is the perfect film for kids and adults to watch together. 
It's, it's not filthy. It doesn't show any nudity. There's no graphic gore. All the, all the violence is fun, but mm-hmm. it, but it also makes you, you know, it, it's, it's the kind of movie that it's got this, um, it's got this air of, what am I trying to say, man? Help me out here, Brian. There, there's, there's something under the surface here that 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 is really kind of evil, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for it big time, man. Yeah, let's uh let's keep our fingers crossed. Yes, let's Taylor do. Cole. Now I've got I don't know how 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 much else you want to say about this movie, but I've got a absolute revelation for you. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Do you remember the fourth Indiana Jones movie? There is a scene in that movie. Of course, this one takes place in the 50s. That is this is, a Crystal Skull? Crystal Skull. Okay, unfortunately, yes, I remember Okay, unfortunately, movie. yes. Well, there is a scene in that film that has become a major part of popular culture now. And okay. there's actually a saying for it. If you'll recall, in TV shows, there was a particular episode of Happy Days where Fonzie was surfing. Or I think he was water skiing on the ocean or something, and he literally jumped over a shark. Are you yes. familiar with the term jumping the shark? Absolutely. You have heard the term nuking the fridge? <laughs> yes. Guess <laughs> what? Killer Clowns did it first, my friend. Really? Absolutely. The two brothers that sold ice cream. Oh. In an ice cream freezer. Yes. Yes. Because they had. Yes, because they had all the time in the world to jump in the back. (laughs) Yes. That was that. And we didn't even talk about them. Those guys are amazing. I'll tell you what. Killer Clowns scooped Indy when it comes to the wonderful term nuking the fridge. Yes. Literally. Oh my gosh, I never really thought about that. Dude, this movie is head and shoulders ahead of its time. Yeah, I'm I'm hands down, I'm I might say definitely out of all the all the movies we've reviewed so far, this is the funnest movie. May not be my highest rated, but definitely the funnest. Yeah, absolutely. What's your rating, my friend? I am going to give this a strong eight out of ten. I can definitely respect that. I can watch this movie anytime mm-hmm. and enjoy it every time. Absolutely. I can we can finish recording and I can pop this movie in and I will enjoy it just as much as I did the last time. So I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Um I'm a little bit tougher and I'm gonna give it a strong seven out of ten. Definitely not one of the, my favorite films or favorite horror movies of all time, but definitely a great horror parody. And when I say seven out of ten, Brian, I mean strong seven out of ten. Um, so I'm I'm pretty close to where you are, but I, 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 that's definitely my rating. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I I wouldn't mind going into the room right now and watching as soon as we're done with the podcast, putting this sucker on again and watching it again. Yeah, because like you said, you can watch this with your kids. I mean, my for sure, my six year old is she she tries to watch scary movies, but you know I have to I have you know you got to watch what what's on TV. I, I have no problem popping this in and letting her watch it. All right, so Brian gives Killer Clowns from Outer Space an eight out of ten. 
and I give it a 7 out of 10. Strong 7. And so that's our uh, our two films for the week. And now, as always, it is time for listener feedback. Uh, Brian, uh, want to let you know that Jessica Nicole from Houston, Texas, she she uh, wrote us, and this is what she had to say: I finished listening to both of your podcasts. I really like it so far. I cannot express how much I love The Conjuring Two. I actually watched it again last night. I do that when I like a movie a lot. I will see it in theaters multiple times. And I did the same with the movie The Witch. There's not many things I see that apply to my interest in horror, so it's really cool that y'all are doing it. So, uh, Jessica, thank you so much for the feedback. Absolutely. Thank you, Jessica. Okay, and uh, our next one here is from Robert Anthony Richard from Stockton, California. Shout out to the 209. He writes us, Great podcast, boys. A lot of well-deserved love for The Conjuring 2. Damn good movie. Looking forward to future episodes. Keep it up, gents. Thank you, Robert. And um, that was a, a great movie. And I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, other people are enjoying that movie. Yeah, and Brian, we've actually gotten our first uh, iTunes review. Oh, and, really? Uh, yep, this is a four-star review. From JS Black 41. And it goes a little something like this <laughs> uh, Great back and forth between the host. Lots of interesting takes on new and old movies. Uh, introducing me to a lot of movies that I would probably not know about. If you are a horror movie lover or just getting into the horror genre, these guys are the ones to listen to. Uh, so, anyway, thanks, guys. And uh, as always, you can reach us with your comments ideas and questions at the horror returns at gmail.com uh, or of course as always mes- messages through our Facebook page uh, or of course leave an iTunes review so as always we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of the horror returns we would love to hear your feedback and ideas you can always reach us at the horror returns at gmail.com For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash The Horror Returns. And follow us on Twitter, of course, at Horror underscore Returns. You can find us at Podbean at thehorrorreturns.podbean.com. Also look for us on iTunes and... uh, Come on, guys. If you like what you hear, rate us and review us. That that way we can get those numbers up and continue to bring you bigger and better stuff. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Independence Day Resurgence and also, of course, the original Independence Day. And uh, the week after that, uh, what are we doing, Brian? It looks like we will be doing The Shallow starring Blake Lively and Jaws. All right, so we got Blake Lively in a bikini. Yes. And yes. one of the absolute greatest films of all time. Sounds like a home run to me. That is a week I'm looking forward to. So until the horror returns again, good night. Yo. <laughs>